Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, the Lotus of the Doom. Welcome back, buddy. Uh, thanks for having me back. It's been a little while with the Christmas break and then me being all disease ridden and stuff like that because of the Christmas chaos. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I missed I missed getting to record and everything. So. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm glad you're feeling better because we have a super exciting episode this week. Did we something had, happen this week? We yeah. had a, a little bit of news, a little bit of news dropped, um, <laughs> you know, after after a, a holiday and a December with no teasers at all for elder scrolls online which is not normal this is not a normal release cycle for them normally they drop something in december we yeah. didn't get anything and then we got on monday we got people hinting that there's a storm brewing out there and a, a kind of a picture of water with some waves and some clouds and then just yesterday it was just actually, yeah, just yesterday, right? We got the, I'm, miss, I'm mixing all my days together because this has been like the first be, be, week back that everyone's been back to work on the new right. year. And, and it's just been like one of those weeks where all the days are just kind of blending together. But we, we got finally the, the teaser trailer release of what seems like the first look of what we're getting for Elder Scrolls Online for 2022. And the internet exploded. Everybody was I, like, oh my yep. God. Yeah, it it seems like uh, we went from, well, eventually we'll get something to literally there's speculation in every corner of the Internet uh, currently for what is essentially, I believe it's 22 seconds long of a yes. teaser. It's a teaser of a trailer that will be shown January 27th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Right. So we've got three um, more weeks before we're actually going to get any real notification as to what this actually is. Right. And so in the meantime, I've been doing some digging and I was up till the wee hours of the morning last night looking at every frame of this trailer going through and and matching some stuff up with the content that we currently have locations on maps motifs for the outfit of the in the character that we have in the trailer as as much detail as i could possibly get going through all the little details to come up with a, a theory about what we're actually seeing here and i think i may have hit on something so i put up a video yesterday last night in the middle of the night posted about like 1 30 in the morning posted a video on this and um have a theory that nobody else has hit on yet and this episode we're going to be talking about the common theories that are out there and the theory that i posted last night which some people think might have some legs and some people are pushing back on so we're going to be talking about some of the responses that i've gotten today on and this video is up on the robots radio youtube channel so if you want to check it out you can go check that out we'll be we'll be addressing it a bit today and also just a reminder this audio version of this podcast will be up available for everybody but if you want to see us live talking about this with actual clips of us going through the trailer in this episode discussing all of these details then this will be up on the elder scrolls lorecast youtube channel so you can also re-watch this or, or pause from listening now and pull it up the video version and watch that so we're going to be going over all the details everything that that is out there so why don't we start with what this absolutely isn't because we had some theories going in that it seems like this trailer this teaser has shot out of the water with its cannons for yeah for um, a kind of on the nose analogy yeah not nautical puns aside yes. um yes uh, yeah my mine was pretty much um uh, 
it seems like cast overboard uh if we're gonna stay with the whole <laughs> walk the plank yeah perfect yes. and uh mm-hmm. my, my theory was since there was based i mean this was prior to the trailer um at all well prior to there was that what did we get a seven second thing of the ocean gif mm-hmm. and then it was the 22 second teaser so yes. i was and, good and at first pause to, to go back up even further we we learned that this season would be not a world ending story right it would be featuring a playable race that hasn't gotten a whole lot of love in yep. in, a, in a you know focused story environment um and then was there anything else that it would be something that would be very unexpected was kind of right. the other hints. Those were the main hints. And so going into this, your theory was? My theory was since based on the Matt Fire letter where it, it was, you know, political intrigue of um, a racing culture that we hadn't really gotten as much experience with. And I'm like, Red Guards have some area to work with. Mm-hmm. And if we're going with political intrigue, they have a strong grounding in their old world culture and their new world culture in Tamriel coming from Yakuta. So I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, you know, we got the crowns and the forebears. That could be good. There's more to explore with them. There's region on the map that's on, you know, on, undiscovered with them. We got, we got something to work with. I was like, the Bretons also are very, very politically minded. There's a lot of that, but I was like, I really feel like locationally, I'm feeling red guards. And then when we saw the water scene, like the, the little bit of the water scene, I'm like, for all those poor people who have also played Elder Scrolls Red Guard uh, or Elder Scrolls Adventures Red Guard like <laughs> myself, poor people. Uh, <laughs> the Stros Mackay region, um, uh, you know, sea, tra- sea travel, trade, and piracy is definitely a thing. Red Guard pirates. But- Exactly. Yeah. Red, Red Guard has some strong tie to piracy, uh, naval travel and stuff like that. And I'm like, OK, cool. Like I, I'm doubling down on this. This seems even more like it. And then, um, yeah, uh, well, the full thing came out and I was like, nope, doesn't seem that that doesn't look right at all. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm I'm checking out. I think my theory is officially debunked uh, because we've got three distinct ships of all three alliances that's undisputable right uh, right and, and you know let, and let me pa- pause that there because we'll yep. go into we'll go into all those details yeah. as we go through the trailer yeah so basically so, we'll just end on mine yeah. was debunked as the full teaser this is so weird weird yes. to say right uh, the, the full teaser the full, yes the, <laughs> the, exactly i'll have many revealed. seconds of it it's a, it's about a minute before okay. you get to the credits yeah. yeah so that's that was the end where i was like yeah th- there's obviously more to it it might still involve the red guards in some way but that's clearly not the focus that i was thinking right and then i was all i one of my theories was and i even designed the logo around the concept that it might actually have to do with wood elves and maybe the wild hunt and maybe the you know the lost city and trees and magic and all that kind of stuff nope this is totally not having to do with that as far as we can tell nothing to do with that at all so as soon as we got the ocean that it was like okay this that's not this so why don't we go into some uh let's just go into the trailer and i'm going to pull this up on screen and we're going to go over some of the things that we see in the trailer i'm going to we're going to pause it i'm going to point out some details in here and then we're going to talk about what some other people have said and then some of the things that i think that this might actually mean and we're just going to talk through it so here we go this is up on the screen oh that's a that's a different screen here we go let me get the um actual youtube trailer uh hold on one second (laughs) <laughs> now now it's actually capturing us teaser trailer there it goes okay so um here we go we've got the beginning i'm going to turn this the sound basically really low on here for for you so you, you can hear us but we have the beginning of the trailer and it's panning up on what now this is a war board right lotus this is a this is a um like a three-dimensional map yeah, I don't. Do these things have a specific name to them? I mean, they were in. They're in basically all old school. I, I mean, actually, they're in Skyrim. They're the things on the on the desk mm-hmm. that you can click on the maps to yeah. uncover locations. Yeah, I, I call they, them warboards. And I mean, a warboard is a good way of explaining. It. I don't yeah. know if there's a technical term I don't for know. it. I don't know uh, what but a technical term. Yeah, it's where you place your strategic pieces to account for your military 
presence, the enemy's military presence, and a rough idea of the terrain in reality. So how you would navigate around it. Right. So here, I'm going to just play it in slow motion for people watching. But if we pause it right here, you can see that as we pan up on this warboard, we have what appears to be a large amount of land here in what seems to be the center of the of the warboard. I'm going to call it that. We have three ships. And then we have the ships facing the edge of the board. The middle ship looks like a, a Breton ship. The left ship looks like a, a Nord ship. And the right ship looks like an Altmer ship. So representing all three factions. Right? Yep. So one of the things I want to point out here is that on a war board, typically you center yourself the the military that is setting up the warboard will center the warboard around their terrain because that's the terrain they're most comfortable with that's the terrain that they're defending and then the outer edges of the terrain are the terrain that they're least familiar with right and also you know situationally to yourself you will be closest to the center portion of the board, i.e. that's where you're starting mm -hmm. and you're moving in whatever direction and or if you're expecting the enemy to come to you, you position yourself from your point of view. You're not viewing like from what the enemy is looking at. You're looking at what you will see from your perspective. Exactly. And all three of these ships are pointed towards the edge of the map. And on the edge of this map is some sort of landmass. It could be islands. It could be another landmass. I'm thinking it's most likely islands. And if we pan forward on this, I'm doing it in slow motion. You can see that we're zooming in on the, the ship, the main, the head ship, which looks like the Breton ship. So which leads me to believe that the Bretons are the primary race that this is going to be focused on, although all three factions are now cooperating for some reason this is the primary race featured in the story would be my assumption here that's probably Which, what this is is saying just based on game logistics um with the representation both other factions have gotten over the last several years Daggerfall Covenant is lagging behind, so it would make sense that something is focused on them again because it has been quite a while where Ebonheart and Eldmeri have had several expansions designed around them, including full, you know, in the season format even, besides just individual ones. It's like they, Daggerfall Covenant has, had, it has been a long time since they've had representation, so it seems likely that it would have something, at least with a focus on somebody from the Dominion, whether it's the Orsama or the Bretons or, or the Red Guards. Yeah, and Birch Games asks in chat, would the, could this be a hint that the war for the throne is over? Potentially. I don't know if they're going to actually take the game in that direction. I don't know what that means for PvP, and I don't know what that means for Cyrodiil. But that would be very awkward. And really, it would close the debate that we've been having uh, on where wh what's happening with PvP, because if the war ended, I guess that means so did PvP. <laughs> right. Yeah, may maybe. I mean, it could be. Which, the other thing yeah. the other thing here is, uh, could this also represent an imperial race being at the head of the story? Which is interesting because uh, the Imperials largely, not entirely, but largely have actually been portrayed as pretty villainous throughout Elder Scrolls Online, mm -hmm. um, be they cor corrupted by, by Dramora, whatever, you know, Daedric presence. Uh, there's a lot of... When you're encountering Imperials, the majority of them are not great. Like they, it's mm -hmm. a very small minority of Imperials that you have Legion Zero in the Imperial City. Um, a lot of the scoundrel factions and stuff like that, it's Imperials. Uh, so it would be interesting to kind of rephrase them and have like a, a, a more positive side come up with them and make them a little more of a neutral faction. Because outside Blackwood last year and the main story of um the imperial city like the, like the surprise for everybody who doesn't <laughs> know this is a thing there is a really really good 
single player quest line in the Imperial city, right? Which is really awesome. Um, and it does deal with, uh, the Drake of blades and, and some more Imperial presence where you're fighting Imperials as a whatever. There've been a few notes of it, but most of the time the Imperials Imperial equals bad guy pretty much. Yeah. 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 So uh, now if you have this being Imperial focused, let's say it's a return of Abner Tharn, which ship is he most likely going to be riding on? My my guess is it is probably the Breton ship. Sure, I think that could make sense. I mean, that or the Nord ship. I don't know, but probably one of those two because, you know, Manish races, Manish races. I don't know, but that's just that's kind of off on the side speculation. But right. It seems like it's a Manish race that's at the head, probably most likely Breton. Um, So if we if we move the trailer forward. They are moving towards the edge of the map, which means we're moving beyond Tamriel. We're moving off towards something, probably islands, but let's see what direction they're going here. So now we're transitioning to the actual ships and the actual ships are moving towards what appears to be a low set sun. Now the sun set low in front of what appears to be islands or the edge of a continent or something. A low set sun is either a sunrise or a sunset. Lotus, does this appear to be more like the coloring of a sunrise or a sunset to you? It uh, So th- this looks like a sunrise, which y- you had mentioned in the video, and I totally agree with this. This is much more representative of a sunrise. It's not nearly as orange or any of that stuff as a sunset. Right. Sunrises tend to be more pastel in color in, yes. my, in my experience. Um, yep. And sunrises tend to be more or sunsets tend to be more orange and purple and correct. Yeah, and I, uh, I would agree with that. This looks more like a sunrise, right? So the sun rises in in Nern uh, in the east. So this looks like the ships are actually headed east. Now, one of the big theories out there is that these ships are actually headed west, that this actually has to do with the Maomer. And this may have to do, you know, one of the theories was Yakuda or the Maomer and the islands slash continent, whatever the land masses that they live on, Pandoria or whatever the name of that that is. Pandania, yeah. Pan, Pandania. Pan, 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 yeah. I always say Pandania, but Panda, there's so many like letters yes. jumbled into it. I don't know how many of them you're supposed right. to pronounce. And Pandaland. Yeah, Pandaland. We'll just call Pandaland. Um, so if this has to do with the Maomer then they would be heading west. So either we are we're actually seeing a sunset and we don't realize it. Or they're coming at it from the wrong angle. I don't know, but. Coming in from the north. Surprise. Coming in from the north. (laughs) The other thing I'm going to point out here is that if this is headed east and the center ship is the Bretons, then to the right of them is the Altmer, which is south and to the left of them is are the nords which are north which would make sense yeah if this is headed west then the ships are on the wrong sides the nords are on to the south and the altmer are to the north do you see see how that that, seems seems backwards right um so okay so let's continue forward so we get closer to the islands here and so again, the coloration of the sunset, that's kind of, that's vague, right? But it just it just feels more like a, a sunrise than a sunset. It could be a sunset. I could be totally wrong with that. So we zoom in on the continent here and then or the island and we get into an island and it looks like a, a bay on an island. Now, that could be many different islands or, you know, areas that are part of a larger landmass. And then we also start to see what look like buildings, waterfalls, cliffs, and uh, there's like a little town over here. And let me let me back up to where we actually see the town. Okay, so here we go. Let me open this up for everybody. So we have we have the town, we have the bay, we have the cliffs, and we have um, some ships. Now, one of the things that I want you to notice here is the the way the buildings look. The buildings in this area look like mannish structures. They don't look elvish. The ships look mannish in structure. They don't look elvish. And if you look at the ships, they look the most similar to the Breton ship that we've seen, but they don't look identical to the Breton ship. They actually look slightly different. So it looks like they're coming up on a bay that is run by some mannish race, not a uh, Murish race. 
if you would ask me what do you think uh yes i mean i i would tend to i, I that was my first thought as well um it, it's kind of you know got the it, it, the medieval style you know pseudo stucco housing thing almost on, yeah. on the cliff sides it's like okay yeah no that just kind of looks like a, a looks like a southern europe along the wall yeah exactly it looks, like italy. It looks it, yes exactly um so yeah that that didn't strike me as anything overtly strange like oh you know there's giant spiral towers or i, I don't know i get i guess mud huts <laughs> yeah so, yeah it, you know they're pre- it's pretty standard european fare right right which typically is mannish when when yes. dealing with the way that they translate real world architecture yep. into the elder scrolls races that's typically a mannish thing this is not right so so far it seems like they're these ships are moving away from somewhere they're familiar with into a new place now maybe this is a place that they've already been but if it is a place they've already been, none of the ships that look like these ships are actually already docked here. So it looks like they're moving into a new place, right? So we move in a little bit further into into the this uh, animation here. We get the front view of the ships where you can see people on board and the winds are picking up. The storm starts to come out of nowhere. The skies just turn from being a beautiful sunrise or sunset to all of a sudden fog storms the waves start to kick up lightning starts to happen and the ships begin to be tossed around and this just happens in in seconds and we pan to the back of the ships and now all of a sudden the ships can't see more than say 30 yards in front of them because there's just a a layer of fog and lightning and clouds yeah it's like they've hit a barrier (laughs) This is basically what's happened here. Pretty much. It's it's very reminiscent of some of the weather craziness you get when fighting uh, a, a lot of the Maumer or the Sea Elves. Uh, they, they've got their mages that kind of can whip these things up. And, you know, they've got essentially weather and sea magic. So, Right. Which is another one of the reasons why a lot of people are suggesting it's the Maomer. It's like this is something that they do. They use a lot of sea magic. Something we've encountered in game before even. Right. Right. Which could still make sense. But if that's the case, then they're doing it and they aren't. I, I would say that they are not part of this population that is part of this island, or at least they're not the main inhabitants of this island. Maybe they're working with the people who are there, but they're not the the people who live here. Yeah, I, I would. This is not what I would expect from Pandania like that, that. Like if that's where they were going, this is that seems like a very. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm I'm pretty sure like a decent amount of it is is surrounded by maelstroms and stuff like that. So they got kind of an easy, pre- pretty nice passage in. But I mean, obviously, it can't probably be just chaos all the time, I assume. But nonetheless, that would be a very humanish version of wherever they were going, which the Maomer kind of don't get along so well with a lot of the inhabitants of Tamriel. So like it, it would be yeah. peculiar to have a settlement quite so influenced by that. It, at least I wouldn't understand why without some type of reasoning. Right, right. El Timtor says the Alliance is coming to save whatever local population from the Maomer. Maybe, but it doesn't look oh, like they're under okay. siege or anything. It doesn't yeah, look like it they're like a it doesn't look like the city's burning and they're, they're coming to save them. It looks like they're if anything, it looks like these three ships are traveling here for some reason. It's not an armada. It looks like maybe leaders on each of these ships traveling for some reason or yeah, explorers, diplomacy, or something, diplomacy and it looks like they're being ambushed. That's the feeling I get from this. Um, and then so now now we've panned back to the warboard again and we have a sword sitting on the warboard. The ships are a little bit further up and we have them closer to what looks like these islands and the opening on those islands and the edge of the warboard is right where you would start to see the inlet this bay where you start to see this city. So it appears that whoever designed this warboard doesn't know what that city is or looks like. Yeah, it seems like they're kind of out of that's off the map. Yeah, it's it's out of described space on the warboard. Exactly. And then I'm going to play this as it moves forward. We see a hand come down, an armored hand, pick up the sword 
uh, a storm a storm now breaks up and breaks out in the distance the sword sweeps the um ships off the warboard and then we see the feet of this figure walking upstairs out onto what seems to be this i don't know what do you, whatever you want to call rampart, it rampart rampart yeah <laughs> you know up out of this room out to overlook over the sea and i'm going to pause it right here and we get a really close up look of both the the sword the hilt of the sword the cross guard the gauntlet and then the belt and i search through not to mention the boots on the way up and the boots on the way up and i search through all the different motifs and there isn't a specific motif that looks directly like this this looks mostly like the just the generic breton heavy yeah this looks very breton ish but to your point it's not exactly for what it's worth right uh, it's, you know it's not a specific motif and i went through every single freaking motif i went through i pulled them all up i looked through all the images and all the they're all tiny little pictures and i zoomed in on each of them and in, you, you can very specifically look at the cross guard the way the sword is shaped and the uh the the symbol on the belt which looks almost like an upside down shell but it's not a shell and when i say shell people are going to say Meomer, that's it, that's it. No, no, this looks like a, it's more like an upside down triangle, like a five-sided triangle with some, uh, I don't know, some pleats on it, which creates yeah. kind of a, sh a shellish shape, but it's not a sh like a seashell. Um, so they walk up, and I'm going to show this again, and then from the back we can see that they've got like furry gauntlets, or furry uh, pauldrons on their shoulders, and a big, heavy-looking helmet, and then we can see that the sea is rolling in front of them and the ships are now coming toward them now i'm going to pause here the ships uh, first i'm going to point this out the ships now look busted up the the sails on the ships are all torn up and as this continues the ships are coming in the sea is just massive the waves are huge and even the um the uh, nord ship looks like the mast is broken and falls over at the very end of this um so another thing I'll point out is that if this person is in the bay that these ships are sailing to, then everything is backwards. Why would the warboard be have them be off the edge of the map? That doesn't make any sense. Right. And, and I get the symbolism of them sweeping this, the ships off the map as if they're the ones who summoned the storm to destroy the ships. I get that. But the map doesn't make sense. Why would you have a warboard with you not being... A location on the map you're off the edge of the map that doesn't make any sense um now his armor and things looking mannish would make sense for him being somebody in a mannish looking town right a rampart. And, and the pauldrons and helmet and chest guard from the back are shockingly like the in-game breton heavy armor uh again not identical and and tim torton chat as well as i i've seen a bunch people are with their new thing of doing ancestral styles of like a, a slightly changed version of something i could see it being so close being something similar to that uh and one thing that i did not think of prior to at all and i just wanted to make note of it because i didn't really consider that you had mentioned the fur bit in mm -hmm. the in the pauldron center section that strip of fur yeah uh fev dweller actually wouldn't know what if it's seaweed that's actually just really neat <laughs> that's it, kind of it, funny that's I mean, pretty cool it doesn't I was look like, like seaweed I to me consider that but yeah. it kind of does like <sighs> you can't tell because it's getting rained on but it's like oh that's actually kind of neat like what if it is seaweed what <laughs> like, if it is? i mean it looks very it looks brown it looks fuzzy I, I think it's i think it's fur but that's actually kind of that's a creative idea it's a creative like, idea I, I didn't yes yeah it's it's very creative i don't think it's right but it's very creative um but yeah, but so so my theory here is that the ships turned around or got turned around because of the storm. Yes. And it looks like they're returning from the storm as opposed to, hey, we made it. We're we're through the storm. Right. I don't think they actually made it through that. I think the the cloud density, the fog was too dense. The, the waves were too heavy. They couldn't make it and they had to turn around. Yeah, that's my theory on this. Um, but we don't know for sure um and i've got some more thoughts on this and there's there's definitely some more uh thoughts from the community on the video that i posted which this basically summed up so 
we have to take a break though to talk to our patrons and to thank them so i'll be right back and then we're going to get into a few more of the details on this so stay tuned the skies are marked with numberless sparks each a fire and every one a sign all right so everybody knows how vpn services and expressvpn can protect your privacy and security online right but did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries. So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix, over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever Hulu BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore. Expressvpn.com slash scrolls lore to learn more. All right, so here we are in the middle of the show. Sorry, guys, we gotta we gotta pause to thank our patrons, including Amy H, who is our brand new patron this month. First of the new year. Welcome, Amy. Thank you for signing up. And thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are are amazing. We have 56 patrons now. Holy moly. And a uh, big thank you to Daniel O and Noodle Al Dente for supporting us as our tier five patrons uh, every month for, for a very long time now, both of you. Thank you so much and all 56 of our patrons. And if we've done anything to help you get through your work day, your work week, your new year, your holidays, or your workout, or figuring out what this trailer's about, because you just spent so much time digging through stuff that you decided to listen to a podcast, then go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and check out all the different tiers because we've got ad-free episodes. We have extended episodes where Lotus and I chat before or after the show with the community and the live chat. And that normally doesn't get released on the regular version of the show that goes out on the, on the Patreon episode. We have the ability for you to join us on future episodes of the show. We have t-shirts and all sorts of things that you can get for being a patron. There's all sorts of awesome stuff. So go check it out and see if there's something you'd like to get for helping to support us because we would love your support because this helps this helps me make this a full-time thing and helps us make this a regular weekly show and we would absolutely love your support and also if you want to help support the show another great way you can do it is leave a rating and review on apple podcasts if you leave five stars and some words i will read that out on a future episode of the show and also spotify allows you to leave star ratings now as well so if you watch or listen you can't really watch on spotify but if you listen on spotify scroll to the top where you can see the name of the show and the description and underneath that you'll see a little little button where you can leave a five-star review on spotify and we'd really appreciate that as well um and also this podcast is now on its own channel on youtube the elder scrolls lorecast channel on youtube where you can watch all of the episodes and you can see our beautiful faces because we are we're stunningly, uh, amazingly beautiful. We're like we're like movie stars. Me and Lotus, stu- stun- stunningly average, generic-looking podcasters. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant by beautiful. Um, yeah, exactly. I yeah. figured as much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can go watch us on there too. But thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are amazing. We got to get back to the rest of the show. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah 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 blah. All right. So here we are, going through the rest of the details. Lotus, what do you think so far? So I think we're looking at the East or the West. Um, well, it's interesting because like from, from I, I, so far you make a lot of good points. So like I'm on board here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they get turned back by the storm or do you think they make it through the storm? I, I, I think I'm more inclined to think they've turned back. Okay. I don't think they go through the storm. That's not the impression I get. Okay. Um, one of the one of the criticisms to that is why would they go all the way back to Daggerfall if this is a Daggerfall covenant individual? And my response to that is that they're not returning to Daggerfall. They're returning to an outpost on an island. And this just happens okay. to be a Daggerfall individual on a rampart on a fort on an island that they're returning island. back to. Right. Okay. All right. All right. I can, 
that would make more sense. It would also make sense that the storm would chase them back to a an outpost on a fort than it would. Well, yeah, make it all the way back to mainland Tamriel. Like, right. That's a much longer, let alone voyage. the other side of the continent. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Because otherwise they'd be back at like Morrowind or right. Like, you know, uh, Argonia or something. There'd be some on that, Exa- that side. Yes, of the map. It, 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 exactly. It would positionally that would be strange. Right. So I think that I think that the three factions are sharing a port on an island somewhere off the East Coast. They've got a fort over there somewhere and they're using that as a forward position. And this group of three ships set out from that port to this next island and that's where they're going and my next part of the theory is that there aren't just there isn't just one group out there that's known for their sea magic there's another group known for their sea magic and if you go back about 20 some episodes we did an episode on Uriel Septim the fifth and his attempt at attacking the continent of Akavir Yes. And uh, what happened with that? And it, it go go back, listen to that episode. But in summary, he led a forward force. They actually were able to land um, on some of the forward islands. And one of the forward islands is called um, here. Let me pull up. It's called Esroniet. And they they were able to take over the town on Esroniet and use that as a forward base. And then they were able to go from there to mainland Akavir, they took over the next town, which basically gave no pushback at all. And then they pushed further on, on into the continent. And that's when they started to get some pushback. They ended up in conflict and then they got basically who knows what happened to Uriel Septim V. He either right. was killed or captured or, or whatever. And yeah, long lost and presumed dead, long lost and presumed dead. But the story is actually more interesting than that. One of the big details is the reason why they couldn't maintain their forces on the continent is because they couldn't get reinforcements. They couldn't get reinforcements because the sea was notoriously difficult and tough to navigate during that time, that that specific year. Why would that be? And one of the theories was that the Akaviri mages also had very strong sea magic, that they were actually using the sea itself to keep the ships from being able to bring reinforcements or to be able to get the emperor and his ships off the continent. So it's not just the Maomer who have the ability to use the sea to their advantage. So if that's the case, then maybe the island we're seeing is Esroniet, and that this is a group of Akaviri who would be a mannish race who have settled and have an island here, and the Akaviri mages on the island don't want the Tamrielic forces visiting, and so they put up a barrier that's a, a storm front. All right. What do All you right. think? <laughs> You're I like, mean, mm, maybe. Well, the thing is, like, you you make reasonable points to support what you're saying. Well, so, that's, like, that's usually what you do when you try to make a good argument, right? It's weird how like <laughs> not weird. just shouting at people is not the best way. <laughs> you of doing just keep it, saying the same gets... thing over and over. That's not a good argument. Right. You have to like <laughs> use foundations and put up points. Now, I could totally be wrong. That's the whole thing, though, well, is that you yes, can have that, all the these... good all the good arguments in the world, and it could just still be completely wrong because those things just match up in a weird way where it coincides. You know? Sure, exactly. Absolutely. I could be totally off. Um, but I mean, you've got some good points that you, you do make. Um, I guess the only thing is I'm not necessarily not sold on any of this. The only thing that I guess I'm a little curious on, but again, I I guess we don't really, we don't know specifically because we've again never been to Akavir or really know uh, all, all that much, um, honestly, <laughs> uh-huh. out, outside some of the some of the 
background to it. I guess it just seemed, but like, again, it's hard to, okay. It's hard to (laughs) garner what kind of weather you're going to get. I just didn't, I wouldn't expect that to look so temperate. But what if it's Southern? What if it's, well, it, it, it would. And obviously it would be warmer, the more South you go. Mm-hmm. And, and to that point, um, are the, what's the race that not Capitan of the Tangmo? No, those are the other ones. The, uh, uh, Kamal. These are the ones I'm thinking of mm-hmm. the snow demons. I, those are the ones I'm thinking of, but, they're only frozen for certain periods of time. So that would by default mean that it needs to be warm enough to thaw them out for other periods of time. So like maybe even, even though there has, is that problem and they've had to, you know, the Nords have like fled from that region because it's so inhospitable and stuff like that. The the thing is there's clearly, even though it, it could be getting progressively colder or something like that, it's not just, perpetual winter death place all oh, the no. time. I mean, either. it's a continent. Like, it, it, if, right. if this it, is Akavir, then th- there's there's biomes. Like, this, r- isn't, right. this isn't a Star Wars planet where it's all it, just like it's, one... It's, yeah, it's not hot. One, uh, one weather all the whole time, yeah. And, and I mean, even Skyrim has, you know, a, a bunch of stuff like that. So yeah. it's not just this frozen block of ice 24-7. But I don't know, just looking at it, but again, it's one of those things you can't view temperature so to speak right, right. but it does look the, temperate the the, the trees kind of look droopy like uh subtropical trees yeah it, um, it, it looked yes. temperate is one of my only holdups with right. it i think um, i think what we're seeing here is is an island that's situated more south it, it's probably on a on the like the uh latitude that's probably more similar it's probably lower than morrowind it's probably more in line with somewhere we're like uh, elsewhere and, and Argonia yep. and Somerset. It's probably down there, but that still means that it's east, right? It's it, right. east of yeah, Tamriel it, as a it, whole. It, it, sure, And sure. Th- that could be very temperate. I mean, yeah, heck, look at it, Cyrodiil. Cyrodiil most of the time looks temperate. Yeah. So you, you only get the snow and stuff like that in like more of the northern regions and stuff. Right, uh, you right. Know. Right. So I, I think that we're seeing something that's either center Cyrodiil or just south of that. So we're getting some kind of subtropical area. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yep. So here's here's another thing. Here's here's another fun one. This came to me just before the show. Uh, Zyluk the dragon sent me a message on on Twitter. And, and thank you, Zyluk. I told Zyluk that I would I would shout shout him out um, and said, hey, love the theory. Another little thing to add to it. We already have a pet in Elder Scrolls Online from one of the islands on the way to Akavir, Esroniot, which is mentioned in the story about Uriel V. And it is one of my favorite pets. I like to call him the fire chicken. He's the hot pepper Bantam Guar. Okay. Right? You probably remember this little guy, right? Yeah. I'll put him yep. up on the screen so everyone can see him. And uh, Uriel V conquered Esroniot, but Uriel VI conquered the Elder Council. Sage, there's a little quote at the top. Esroniot is a spice island that lies somewhere between Tamriel and Akavir, somewhere between them. Maybe we're going to figure out exactly where that is. It is the source of much of Tamriel's nutmeg, cloves, mace, and hot peppers. It's a place where they seem to have active trade with, right? But do we? does a race of Tamriel actually own the island? Do they have ownership of yeah, it? Yeah, the main port of the island is right. called the Black Harbor. Yeah, yeah. So the flame-eyed hot pepper bantam guar is native to the island. The main port of the island is called Black Harbor. Pretty cool freaking name. The port was captured, and this is during the time of Euro Septim the, the fifth, which is five the to six hundred. So this is after five to six hundred years in the future is yep. when the port was captured, which leads me to believe that based on all the information we have, that this is not an island that is owned by any of the factions from Tamriel. This is an island that is owned by somebody else. Chances are the Akaviri would be my theory because it's a Manish race, not from Tamriel that they do trade with still. Interesting. And the Bantam Guar, I believe is going to show up in a future crate that's returning to the store pretty soon. I think he's part of the Sidic crate, which comes later this month. Huh. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he that's where I got him. 
that's another theory. Another theory. I've got all right. There. All right. Which would kind of, it's almost like a halfway point of like, mm-hmm. you're on to something. Here's a little thing to maybe make it you're in the correct direction. Even we don't quite go that far or something like that. Yeah. So I don't right. know that we're going to get all the way to Akavir because I think that's probably too much. And uh, to the, to some people's credit who responded to my initial video, the, the Elder Scrolls lore trades in mystery. Like that's a thing, right? They're right. not going to, they're not they, going to be like, okay, here's Akavir. We, we're finally getting to see it, but they definitely give us islands. They definitely give us islands that are close to other things or like show us races that we haven't seen before. We've, yeah. We saw the Mayomer, you know, back in the Somerset stuff. We never saw them. We saw the Slode. We'd never seen them before. Like we get, we get, heck, we get armor and, and, you know, all sorts of things for the Dwemer stuff that we'd never seen before, before Elder Scrolls Online. We, and we even have the Akaviri armor sets and, and things like that. We have things yep. that we never saw before Elder Scrolls Online. So, so to be able to see islands that have been mentioned that are off of tamriel on the way to these other places that's a step in that direction yes um and obviously one thing i must bring up uh it was mentioned in chat a couple times too Mm -hmm. uh jokes about like the slowed which we did have quite a battle against the slowed in somerset Mm -hmm. um elder scrolls online shockingly was not the first game to show us the slowed uh, again yeah. another amazing tie-in to elder scrolls red guard with everyone's <laughs> favorite slowed nagasta oh, who is a nightmare creature <laughs> okay well yeah the, the the one game that a few people played horrifically like all six of us play. remember nagasta because his voice actor makes you want to die oh my god <laughs> He's also like nothing like the other. I mean, he's a little necromancer one. I think he's about a foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> so there's your abstract tie-in to uh, more Elder Scrolls Redguard. Awesome. Which well, I stand corrected. Completely so. irrelevant to anything coming <laughs> up here. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, the Sloter awesome and terrible. Um, they but, really are. They're they're a, they're a nightmare race. Right. But, uh, but this 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 answers I, a lot of those questions and. It also yeah. it also matches a lot of things. I like people keep talking about Maomer and their island. Like none of this in like the more I look at it, it doesn't match. And right. And maybe we're seeing an island that's off the coast of Yakuta, but that stuff's that stuff sank. It is interesting. And unless we're going back in time. Well, that was the the thing that I was thinking of when it related to Yakuta. Um, but I want to shout out uh the the fact that uh Livia from uh Quillenvile and several other people uh that I I met uh, mentioning different theories that I've been talking to and stuff like that um one of the things I had mentioned I I was like Yakuta at this point is underwater yeah. uh it, it, at this point because the red guards have left Yakuta and it has sunk. been for like thousands of years Well, it was in the first era, right? So, however, one thing that was brought up that was also very cool, which I I liked because it was kind of like a you you're right. But also there's more to it than just the straight fact that it's underwater is if you look up Yakuta and what it has uh, like remaining going into the second and third era, um, the mainland of Yakuta, which is what I always refer to, obviously, when I'm talking about it, did sink. However, there are a bunch of smaller islands off it that aren't underwater and were used as trade ports. Yeah. So maybe so this is related it, to that. Right. Which I was like, you know, that's a good point. Yes, Yakuta, quote unquote, the whole thing is underwater, but it's not completely unusable to the region. And it's not totally out of the realm of something people could see, which... The only thing I really personally liked about that idea was the fact that uh, some people have really hyped on maybe naval something. I don't know if that, that seems like they add new systems. That is like an like entire a overhaul. System? To st- like a, like you, you get a boat and you float around in the water kind of thing. And, and like that's uh, that's a big that's a big change that's a big ask yeah um but the thing is which i've been trying to keep in mind for these things is what is the land mass that we're going to be dealing with looking like the one thing that would be kind of neat just because we've got the 
<clears throat> things around the ring on the Orbis uh, now, like we've got the Deadlands and Clockwork City and Cold Harbor, like uh, and Fargrave, like they're they're outside the ring mm-hmm. on the the Orbis map. Right. One thing that we haven't seen, which w- just because of the way they divide stuff, it would be interesting if it was something along the lines. And this could also work with your theory of like, you know, the the port islands even if we don't go to Akavir necessarily, mm-hmm. it would be interesting if our landmass was actually separated into, instead of one big chunk of the map we do, and in, you know, Blackwood's case, uh, not Blackwood, um, well, yeah, whatever, Blackwood, or also last year with Graymore, we had a chunk of Skyrim and then you had underneath Skyrim. Right. What if it was separated into island chunks and instead of one big landmass, we got several smaller landmasses? which mm-hmm. could account for islands in these cases type of thing. That would be a different way of doing it. And it wouldn't be the same standard fare that we've seen the last few years. Yeah, that would be different. Um, so here, let me, I'm just pulling up the map because I want to like, this is just a, an image of the map is not, it doesn't fit on the screen. Great. I'm, I'm not going to adjust it. And this one's kind of older, but it, it shows the landmass. And if we were to squish some islands onto that main landmass, we'd have to adjust the size of where it fits um, oh, or, yes, or position it on like the islands on the side somewhere. Just, yeah, exactly. Just taking a look yeah. At it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, there's, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it could be Yakuda. Like that's the other thing is if that's actually a sunset, then. Right. If th- we're making the assumption that it looks like a sunrise, but right. Now, if it's a sunset, okay, if well, it's a sunset, different direction. <laughs> then, then they're moving in a different direction. Then that it's still a mannish race. Yep. Then that that could make it could be some island out there with some Yakudin slash Red Guard peoples. Sure. Something like that, and the weather kicks up because the Maomer are messing with them again. Be neat. Just, I mean, this is really. I guess kind of a stretch, maybe to to not to nobody's knowledge obviously but to to, to like uh, the mainstream they wouldn't most players probably wouldn't know unless you're interested in this stuff already about the sinister elves that were on yakuda or the mm-hmm. left-handed elves yeah which we've never seen anything we've never seen anything from them in any game ever yeah um and and that's like one that could be kind of interesting because they had some serious conflicts with with the Red Guards or the Kudens back then, you know, the Ragada. Right. But right. that would be an interesting switch possibility as well. So two two things left to say. One, if this is a Yakuda based expansion, then why do we see a Breton instead of a Red Guard? And that's the reason personally. I'm not sure that's it like that. That seemed odd with the focus on it would make it more looking sense. like a Breton. It would make more a, sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, that that to me was kind of what fudged up my theory a lot of Red Guards. Again, they might be in and likely will be involved in some way, but as them as the focus, that was not what I got from that trailer. Right. And then the second thing is, and this just kind of goes back to the whole summing up everything that's been theorized before I got onto this theory last night. Um, Rich streams regularly from, uh, you know, the guy runs all the stuff on Elder Scrolls. Uh <laughs> And uh, he streams regularly and, and he got on last night and he was like, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to tell people I can't say anything until the 27th. I can't say anything until the 27th. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was very funny. Um, but he was he was he was in such an awesome mood. He was in he was having such a fun time joking with the community. He was eating oh, dinner. Yeah, they get even. so excited when they reveal this stuff. Oh, man. He was you could tell that he just loves his job and he's such a nice guy. And he was he was getting on the stream and just chatting with everybody. And, you know, he's like everyone's asking him questions and half of them. He's like, I, I can't tell you until the 27th. How many times do you have to say that? I can't tell you. But so many people were throwing these ideas out there like, oh, it's it's Yakuda or it's the Maomer or whatever. And and he's like, well, here's one thing I can tell you is that uh, and somebody asked, he's like, well, can you at least tell us if anyone's guessed it yet? And he's like, well, I, what I can tell you is that nobody's hit the nail on the head. Yes. And that and, he, and, and then he followed up and he said, but 
I know that somebody's going to go frame by frame and 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 somebody asked, well, are there is there enough hints in the teaser that we can figure it out? And he and he said, oh, yeah, in fact, we probably put too much in it. I'm pretty sure someone's going to go frame by frame in this th- through this thing <laughs> and figure it out. <laughs> and then like the, all of that together is what inspired me. And I went, OK, nobody's figured it out yet. All the theories that people keep throwing at him he's saying aren't right and you can go frame by frame through this thing and he says there's too much revealed that it's there's enough in here to be able to say like okay this is what this thing's about okay so so you're telling me i've got a shot <laughs> that's, that's yeah you're, you're saying there's <laughs> you're, a chance you're saying there's a chance because otherwise i would have been like okay yeah maybe the community's already onto it but as communities do somebody throws out a, a you know, possible idea, and a lot of people just go, "Yeah, it seems pretty good." And yeah, then they just kind of latch on. Because again, it. what sure, we were literally just joking about a minute ago: if you can give reasonable, you know, explanations to certain things, okay, then it sounds reasonable until somebody goes through and pinpoints how those could be contradicted. Right. So it, it could sound reasonable unless you come up with logical potential contradictions to it, or if you can find some fault in the, in the way that they were presenting it. So it's like, you know, if something just on surface value, it's like, yeah, it seems legit. It's like people might not question it at that point. It's just like, yeah. all right, well, legit it is. Okay, cool. Like yeah. we'll just accept that as fact. Right. Like, and, and that so makes you, sense. People are busy. Like most of the time you just want to be like, okay, yeah, that, that sounds exciting. It like, sounds good. Yeah. Cool all right. Why not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and, and yeah, I'm checking Twitter in the middle of my work day. Oh, oh that seems like, oh, that's a cool theory. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Got to get back to work. You know, like right. I, I get it. Like we are human beings. We're, we're only, we only do so much at the same time, which is why it, by the time I got to this, I'd actually spent some time doing it. It was like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> it's like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> when yeah. I finally had time to really sit down and 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 think about it. Um, but th- this is where I ended up. So that's the theory. That's where I ended up. the uh, The rest of the stuff didn't really pass the smell test with me. So I don't know. What do you, do you think? You think we're onto something? I think you got potential. Like you make a solid enough case that even though I'm a little skeptical. I may not be 100% of the way there. But I think you like you make a decent amount of points that I kind of like where your head's at with it. Um, I which is it also counters, not the direction I was thinking personally. Yeah, so I think it counters a lot of the other things well. I just, I'm not a like, and it gives a reasonable uh, alternate option, which I haven't seen yet. Right. So... At least it's got that going for it. Yes. Um, and, and it's not just different for the sake of different, uh, which uh, honestly, sometimes I, you know, if that's what people want to do, that's totally fine. But sometimes different for the sake of different. It's like, well, that's not really going to get you too, too far. Um, and I guess like, <clears throat> again, the only thing that I guess I find strange outside, you know, the the possibility of like, it's, it's a little odd if we're off to the east that somehow i mean again it's locationally it just seems a bit peculiar and maybe that's one of the things that's one of my trepidations on it on it is i had mentioned earlier the the concept of getting the daggerfall covenant representation as they've kind of been lagging behind with expansions mm-hmm. um and we've got the breton feel but it would be strange to then steer away from their side of the map yet again because we'd be obviously traveling east and like any of the situations in in your you know kind of your idea um again <clears throat> another one that was I, I just heard in passing apologies because i don't i've had so many messages i don't know who sent what especially if i've just like kind of met you for the first time via online so um some people had mentioned the Morrowind mitten or the telvani peninsula what it's really like referred to as with necrom and stuff like that um being kind of in that area and there's the island right above it um if you look at the map of morrowind it kind of like curves around um and like there there's the some people had mentioned something about maybe that was the direction but again why would you have bretons be the focus and not the telvani you'd think and subtropical land exactly what what i would assume is if they were going to do that it's somebody in a mage robe looking out of a giant mushroom tower or something like that, not in a, right. a Breton structure with, you know, medieval 
night garb type of deal. So it, it was just another one of those things. It just, it didn't feel like it didn't have that feel to it, even though like, okay, location wise. Yeah. There's water and Meiji stuff, I guess, but mm-hmm. it, 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 it seemed weird to have it over on that side of the map to me personally. Yeah. 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 And well, I think that's about as far as I can go with my, yeah. My, I mean, it's uh, definitely got some potential for sure. Yeah. So, well, that's what that's what we have. Um, maybe they just hired guards, villain behind glasses says, but the person managing the map, a guard wouldn't be swiping the yeah the stuff. Is off it the twenty seventh yet? Because uh, it's, uh, it's still the sixth. No, <laughs> so, oh, damn. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but guys, so we, we only love... need to podcast for <laughs> twenty one more oh, days. Oh man, we got a ways to go. But we will be back um, next week. We're going to we're going to get into some more lore episodes. We're going to be digging into all sorts of awesome stuff this year. Uh, I hope you guys are ready for uh, a really awesome year because um, we're going to be, you know, we'll be doing it. This is our we're starting our fourth year. This is this is crazy. We've done this Wacky. for three years now for, for as of, I guess, the beginning of February technically is when the show started originally. But, you know, the fourth calendar year. <laughs> But four years. This will be, yeah. begin the fourth year of the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. And holy crap, thank you everybody for listening <laughs> and being here. And I would love to hear your theories on this. Log into the Robots Radio Discord. Send us your thoughts. If I've missed something, let me know. And if you have yeah, some, can you debunk this. If you can like, debunk this, if you can share something I miss, if you see something in the trailer that like somehow I overlooked, I will absolutely give you credit and and share your your thoughts around and be like, oh my god, somebody pointed something out. Holy crap, check this out. It's like I didn't realize this. It totally yeah. makes this wildly invalid. How right. did I not see this? Right. It turns or, out there, yeah, there actually is a sea slowed literally at the end <laughs> of the video. Like, oh my god, look, there's a sea slowed looking through the window when you zoom yeah, into it's the like, side oh of the holy crap yeah and on the back of the boat it says like you know two yakuda so it's like oh my god <laughs> how did we miss this right right yeah um so yeah just let us know we'd love to hear your thoughts on this and um thank you everybody for for being here and for just being part of this show for three years and and you know you guys are the best um lotus you have anything going on you want to share before we head out um no it's kind of just starting the new year we're recording tales again this weekend we've got both nephis and skinny cheeks joining this week to discuss the end game of eso so it'll be the first podcast of the year over there as i kind of had our little break which was good because the ability to speak became non-existent for me for a while so yeah. <laughs> it seems like enough of a rest that i'm very excited to get back to all this fun stuff and uh yeah i was gonna say lots more a speculation i assume and i'll be really kind of eagerly awaiting for any little thing like the the team really can't help but drop us little things sometimes just to nudge us even like if we're getting close so i'm still even though we're not going to see anything till the 27th we were originally told we wouldn't see anything but like when nothing showed up at the the awards the uh the game awards mm-hmm. it was like oh well well nothing till the reveal and then we get this so it's like Keep your eyes peeled. They they tend to like to give us little things to kind of lead us in that direction. So I'm very curious to see what's happening, but I'm very glad to be back. Glad to be back and 2022 doing all this fun stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. And um, yep, I'll be uh, streaming every day. This is my thing now every, every night. Uh, so either there's a podcast like there is tonight or there's a game stream or there's both because tonight, as soon as we're done with this show, we're going to be doing our naked ESO questing. So you're welcome to come join us on PC. We'll be we're still running around Stone Falls, I believe. And we're going to probably finish up that zone tonight, I would think. And um, so if you want to just hop on a character, take off all your clothes, put your weapons away. <laughs> and no way to say that without sounding creepy. It sounds so creepy. And just join us. You can even bring your companions take their clothes off. We just have this huge group of naked people running around doing a bunch of quests. Everybody comments as we run through town, like where are all these naked people doing here? It's great. It's a lot of fun. Come join us. Uh, if you're in chat right now, live chat, stay for it or come join us. Um, so we'll be switching over for that right after the show. And um, you can watch that on the robots radio YouTube channel or on Twitch. We stream everywhere now. And if you want to collect points and those kinds of things or help support my streams, that all happens on the YouTube channel. So uh, that's what I'm doing. That's what's going on. And um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back next week. And until then, uh, don't get lost in your theories. 
because you never know when a storm is going to kick up and send you back to port. That was a that was a good one. That was poetic. I, I nailed that one. Yep. Put that on the back of one of those boats right next to two Yakuda. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for being here. See you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at Lorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. Once Upon a Wasteland is their story. Follow Elizabeth Kirby and Odessa Valdez as they pursue their happily ever after in the post-apocalyptic Appalachian wasteland of Fallout 76. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other podcasting platforms. Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout 76 love story. Available now. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.